Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest new edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy Independence Day to you and all your loved ones and to those out there fighting for our country, perhaps listening wherever you are around the world. Thank you. Thank you and bless you and be safe and thank you for providing us the blanket of protection so we can enjoy the freedom and do stuff like podcasts and get ready for NFL seasons and enjoy the 4th of July with our family members here. Um, And uh, so thank you. And uh, Chris Law, Chris Brockman, good to see you. Rich, good to see you. Rich, always a pleasure. Fourth of July, we're going to soak it in. We're going to soak it in. We're taping this early just so we can get out to the barbecues. We are so close. We are so close to the NFL season, so very close. This is sort of the last holiday before the NFL season gets underway because we here at the NFL Network, you know, the NFL season starts with training camp for us. When all you want is football. Let me tell you, we are going to treat training camp. When training camp's open, we on NFL Network are going to treat it like uh, the Supreme Court just upheld the Health Care Act. It's We're going to be all over it. It's going to be nuts. The morning show. I know. Well, the morning camp. show begins at the very end of the, end of the month. month. Yeah. July 30th, July I believe, 30th, is when yeah. the morning show begins. Or NFL AM for those scoring at home. Right. 6 AM. That's five letters. NFL AM. Um, at any rate, we have that on the 30th. But I know on my schedule, the 26th is when I'm on the first of four hours of the -the round-the-clock training camp coverage. Inside training camp? Inside training camp, yeah. ITC, yep. Yeah, from three to seven. I'm on four days doing that. I saw that on on the schedule. That's after we come back. uh, That that week, training camp's open as we're we're all getting together to do the NFL game day morning commercial shoot that I think we're going to make a television podcast out of. We are, Rich. By the way, Chris, guess what we had earlier? Just probably about, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah, Rich and I had a meeting. We had a meeting. Oh, a meeting without me. We had a show meeting. With uh, with Dina Kaplan, who is our our maven of uh, promotions here at NFL Network. She's in charge of all great promotion uh, items for the NFL Network and NFL Media. We sort of stormed her office, right? We sort of barged uh, in. She was, she was definitely not ready for us to kind of come walk in. in right, but we walked in. Well, we didn't, we didn't see, we don't outlook no. meetings. Actually, we had a meeting walking to the makeup room to drop off Rob Briggle's autographed picture for the ladies. Right, and then, well, that, that was that, is that a meeting or that's a drop-in? We can't call that a meeting. What we had with Dina well, was a I, meeting. Well, you what and we had I with had Dina a, was a meeting. Where you it was and just I like, had hey, a, a walk and talk meeting. Right, with that. But the Bedina, we, with we Dina, we her. went in her office. We're right. like, hey, I said, this is Chris Brockman. Yep. We have this idea. We'd like to do a podcast from the shoot right. of our NFL game day morning commercial. And that was technically a meeting. We, we met. That was a meeting. There we were met. three of us. We were in a room. There yes. was a table. Yes. But we didn't outlook it. You know who outlooks meetings first? Chris Law. Wait a minute here. Yeah, let me tell you something. 
you know how many times I'm telling I'm talking to our listeners now. Do you know how many times we have discussions about this podcast? We do. But do you know how many times it's like law sends an email, we want to talk I want I have all these ideas I want to talk to you about this. And then he copies you, Brockman, right? Yep. And then it's just like, okay, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Fine. How many times have we then within sixty seconds received an Outlook invitation to a meeting? Brockman? How many times do we do that? It's Many o- often. It's often. Often. I just I just reserved the Montana room yes, for one thirty on Wednesday. <laughs> the Bradshaw room must. We must go to the Bradshaw room now because the Montana room is taken up by another meeting. The AFC room is booked apparently for Good. a TA meeting. We have to. This go gets to funnier each time we talk about. You guys are great. No, you guys are great. Keep it up. I'm laughing. This is funny stuff. This is hilarious. No, see, I wouldn't do that. But normally we plan on just you know catching up and mm-hmm. meeting, but. Rich has to get his hair cut in the morning. Uh, He's got to go over to makeup and get his hair trimmed. Well, that's true. And then, hey, that's look, funny. I don't have much hair, but the hair that I have, unfortunately, grows real fast. And my, hey, look, I'm there, too. My needs trimmed every few days. Yeah, there you go. And then it's always, oh, we'll meet, we'll meet after. We'll meet after. And then, you know, the next thing comes mm. up. The kids are not Well, you know what? Well. We, we cut out the middleman, and we just had a meeting. But have we even mentioned who's on the podcast yet? Did I do that? I, I don't know if uh, I have. Uh, this particular episode? Yeah, I don't no, think I have yet. No, you have not. No, this has oh, been wow. a couple minutes. This so. is like what we call a loose introduction. Rob Riggle, the host of the ESPY Awards, the 2012 ESPY Awards that will be on ESPN July 11th. I believe the pre-show begins on July 9th. I think that's when they, it's 48 straight hours of ESPY coverage around their home run derby coverage. Did they, this, they're showing it live, obviously. Yes, on, did they it, it never it used li- to be. Is la- did they do it live last year? Or yeah, is I believe this so. First like year? A, they used to tape on a Wednesday and it would air on a Sunday. That's night. what I mean. Yeah, they now used to they do just, that. Now they just show I mean, it's, it live. It's kind of, yeah, I think it's just, we'll do it live. Yeah. You know who won't be on the red carpet doing interviews? No. Aaron Andrews. She will not. For the worldwide league. I know, no. she's at Fox. She, I, I believe her SB invitation will be placed in the same envelope as mine for the last nine years. You know what we should do? We should have her and you get together or something. With Olivia then, Munn? Right. Yeah. That's that's the way to go to the ESPYs. If I ever go back to the ESPYs, Olivia Munn on one arm, Aaron Andrews on the other, and, and, then, uh, and then I just walk straight through. And uh, straight to a divorce attorney. Rich, you going to hold two clutches, or what, what are you going to be doing? Hey, man, <laughs> as many clutches as one Let's can say, carry. Whatever it's they a, that's, a, that's a double clutch what, night. Whatever they ask. Hey, now. Rob Riggle, funny, funny man. Big Chiefs fan. He's been doing videos for the Seattle Seahawks because Pete Carroll's been a fan of his. He's really been he's been he's been working his way up the yeah, celebrity getting, and comedy he's ladder. Huge. He's got well over a million followers on Twitter yeah. at Rob Riggle. A good dude, good funny guy. I loved him on the Daily Show for years. He was hilarious in Twenty One Jump Street. Very funny. Very, that movie was underrated. Very very funny. That that movie was sneaky funny. Yeah. And then laugh out loud hilarious when a half hour and you're like, wow, this is really, really not good. what I expected yeah. it to be. Um, and um, he was in The Hangover. Remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Rob Riggle is on this program, and um, we've got lots to discuss after that, too. We've got to ask him about who some of his thoughts are on, on who's going to win at the ESPYs, right? So yeah, well, there's lots of – how many did we count? 11, 11 different ESPYs yes. have – or either about the NFL or have an NFL player right. nominated for it or a, a, a play or right. a moment. Right. All Because, you know, there's different – Types of ESPYs. And then uh, Robert Griffin and Andrew Luck are nominated for Best College Athlete. Correct, and that's technically uh, right. one of the 11. Yes. We'll talk to him about as many of those as possible. What uh, If you had to pinpoint 
one SB <clears throat> memory? Yes. Would it be the one that you were at? In oh, for me? Because obviously the Jimmy V one was before your time uh, at ESPN. But being there in person, what's a moment that you recall as something you'll there probably n- none that ESPN wants me to talk about? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, last, last I checked. Oh, God. I mean, I mean um, you're not still collecting any ESPN. Just in terms check, of right? a party or something well, like well, that? Let's or? do this. We'll, we'll come back to it after, after okay. the interview. Yeah, we have lots to talk good, about. We've got lots to talk out. about. We have lots to talk about after that interview. I, I don't like where this is going. Here goes Rob Regal, everyone. Thrilled to have on the Rich Eisen podcast in person for the first time. This man has phoned into this show before, but I could not be more thrilled to have him here. Uh, he is one of the quintessential good guys that good things happen to for a reason. Uh, he is also the host of this year's ESPY Awards dun, dun, dun. on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. Rob Riggle, good to see you, man. Good to see you, Rich. The ESPYs. I know. are the host of the freaking ESPY Awards. Oh, man. And there has been a long list of people in front of you who have done great jobs and are very talented. You're going to crush it. Thank You're you. You're going to crush it. Thank you. What was this like to be asked to host the ESPY Awards? Honestly, I was blown away. I, I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. I, uh, I think they kind of did it on the stealth, you know, a little like a little... Secretive. Um, I I went and met with Mora, uh-huh. but I we Mora Manti. She's one of the producers. Yeah, she's the executive producer. Uh-huh. She's amazing. She's she been, did the NFL awards. That's as well. right. She's been that, doing the SB since what, years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was. I think she's been years. the executive producer for like the last ten. So she's just amazing. And well deserved. Yeah. 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 But we when I met her, I didn't know who she was, and uh, <laughs> I, I someone said that she's a producer over at ESPN, and they want to talk to you about maybe doing some spots for the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds great, you know. Mm-hmm. So I went over and I was talking with her. We had lunch together in New York, and and I was just spitballing ideas. I was like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, mm-hmm. and. About two weeks later, I got the offer to to and I. I so she was stealth vetting you I, over this maybe, meal. I think Rob, when I look back on it, I think I was being stealth vetted. <laughs> and then we just created a new phrase: stealth vetted. Stealth vetted. I like that. And That's I, double I, secret I, probation <laughs> vetting, something like that. So I think I was being stealth vetted. And when they called and said they want you to host, I said, "Oh, the, I, I'm sure you mean present, and that's awesome. I'd be right. honored to present." Yeah. They're like, "No, no, no. They want you to host." I was like, oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> I guess game right. on. You're so, all in for that. Yeah, exactly. I so. mean, you're a huge, Chief, you're a huge Chiefs fan, That's Kansas right. City Chiefs and the, right. and the and NFL. Uh, big KU guy. Yes. On yes. the collegiate I'm level. a Jayhawk. Yes. What, other, what other favorite teams do you uh, have? Well, I grew up in Kansas City. So right. when you grow up and you're, you're indoctrinated at a young age, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Royals are always going to be in here. I'm pointing at my heart right yeah, now. Yeah, sure you are. And, uh, the Chiefs are deep in here. Deep. Um, but I also, I live in new towns, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I live in L.A. now, so the Kings, I'm on board you with the Kings. You got your cup final lid on. I got, I got my lid on for the Kings today. Right. Um, but I also, I don't have any guilt, like, the Chiefs are an AFC team. Right. And they're my number one. Uh, it's undisputed, you know, undisputed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've adopted some other teams. I like the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, I like them. Uh, Coach Carroll has always been very nice to me. No, we've we've noticed you've done some videos <laughs> for the Seattle Seahawks. Well, yeah, well, you know, I, mean, I did a charity event for Coach Carroll back mm-hmm, here in L.A. Mm-hmm. several years ago, and and we just kind of hit it off. And then he invited me up to uh, to entertain the troops, so to speak, at yes. the uh, at the training camp, which is not easy to do, by the way, when you've got a room full of seventy football players in training camp at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> And you come in and you're like, hey, I know you're fighting for your jobs and you're all in a lot of pain, but how about some yucks? You know, and they're like, are you kidding me? Uh, so but, nobody warmed up? Nobody warmed no, up? You, no, you warm up. Warm up act no warm-up. No warm-up at all. No? I did. I told the coach, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess, fairly big enough that I could maybe pass for a player. 
Uh, and so I said, hey, coach, introduce me as a, uh, a journeyman from the league. You know, just I've been kicked around the league. I played some Canadian ball, maybe a little NFL Europe. And sure. You're going to give me a look today. Yeah, right. And then introduce me and I'll get up and give a testimonial because I guess that's what they all do. Any new player that shows up has to get up and, you know, do the old, I'm from Alabama. I played University of Alabama, <laughs> tight end, whatever. <laughs> so I said, introduce me. So he did, you know, he's like, all right, we got a player up here. You know, he's a dirty player. I don't know why I said that, but he's like, dirty player. So mm-hmm. welcome, dirty Rob Riggle. So I came up and like right away, half the team recognized me. Okay. And the other half had no idea. And it was, it was awesome because. Now, the, which would you prefer? Which would you um, prefer when you're going through this right now? Would you prefer one or the? I prefer. I like not being recognized. Okay, and having no idea. So because you can really crush it. Yeah, because right because now I can play a little bit. And okay. but we're, it did work to my advantage because the guys that recognized me, I think the guys that didn't recognize me just thought, oh, they must know him from the league, or maybe they played together, or they heard about this guy, or whatever. So I got up there and I, I started with something really awful uh, to get the thing going, <laughs> um, and. Uh, and then it was we were off to the races. Is that we, right? We had a good time. Do we have that, Chris Law? Is that what you're saying? We have this video. Is that yeah? Oh no. Well, I'm sure you don't have the okay. what I started with tr- because you don't know. We don't have what we started no, with. No, because uh, it was it that was did dirty. not make Seahawks.com. It was, it was dirty. It was dirty. <laughs> you worked blue. I, I had you got to get it. It's seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, I got to right. grab them. I got to grab them. Yeah. So I went, and it wasn't that blue, but right. it was just okay. enough to get their attention. Well, one of the things that I I think. <laughs> Uh, makes you so popular and it's one of the things that i love about what you do and how you go about doing it is it seems you have no shame <laughs> okay and that's the best compliment and this i only say that in I, the most complimentary that. way possible i take it as that a compliment. it seems like you do not care <laughs> because the joke is the most precious thing yeah and that you must you serve must, the comedy. You must serve the comedy. You have and it, to. And the way you look or may come across or yeah. may seem, yeah. that is secondary to to what I see. And I, I love that. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I, think that, that. I think that's uh, – I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, I think the person who personifies that the most is Will Ferrell. Yeah. See, because he has I – ha, I have shame. Like, I'm, I, like, I'll take my shirt off. I don't want to take my shirt off. Okay, right. I hate it. Right. But like Will's like, what do you want? Speedo, thong, let's do this. And I'm always like, God bless him, man. He's just like, he serves the comedy. Right. And I'll do it too. But, you know, like I get all like, a little antsy about it. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that's what happens when you come up doing improv. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you learn that the it's not necessarily about you and your joke. It's about serving the bigger piece. And mm-hmm. and what, if I have to be the straight man, I'll be the straight man. You know, if I have to be the wild one, I'll be the crazy one. And in your years with The Daily Show, um, that was whenever to me a, a daily show piece is always best when you're sitting at home saying this could not really have happened <laughs> right. right the person who's being interviewed didn't just say right that. is being interviewed later on yeah. like, it's a trick it, it's a total trick yeah. the 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 i guess the over the shoulder shot for you is is something that's completely fake because right. you've had to shoot it later because you can't right. possibly be saying this stuff to the person that yeah. you're actually saying it to no. and you had i think you led the league for a couple of years <laughs> in the daily show seasons <laughs> With those moments, was what? What was your favorite? By the way, those are painful moments too. They're not. They're painful for you. They're oh, they're not comfortable at all. They're really hard to do. Oh yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. So you do have a little bit of shame in that. Absolutely, but at the same time, you Mm got to. I'm serving the higher purpose here, which is comedy. So you (laughs) you bite the bullet and you do what you got to do. Right. But yeah, those are awkward. They're awkward moments, especially when you're sitting in some mom's house and accusing her of being a Nazi. 
because she wants, you know, she's trying to get her kid to be able to take cupcakes to school. You know, <laughs> doesn't seem doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem fair. That does, that, that that would be uh, and normally a line crossed. Yeah, you're yeah. crossing a line right exactly. there. No doubt. Um, was and, that and the you, worst? Was can, that the worst one you for you? Yeah, you can't ever give a wink and a nod either. People always oh, ask, yeah. like, did you ever, you know, like let them know that hey, this is no, because that takes away the genuine reactions. Right. That takes away the gold, so to speak. So you have right. to, you really have to just kind of steal your spine and be like, oh boy, mm-hmm. I'm going to serve it up a little cold right now. Here mm-hmm. it comes. But um, yeah, and people always thought, we, uh, you know, oh, you Frankenstein edit that, you know, like you you take questions and then you change the answers and do all that. That's not true at all. We just, we were, we didn't have much money at Comedy Central. So if I flew in <laughs> to do a story in Sheboygan, um, you know, we would hire a local camera crew and we could only afford one camera. Right. So we would sit down to do the interview and we'd put the camera over my shoulder first, mm-hmm. shooting them, and I would ask all the questions um, in case they walked out. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, totally. Right. You know? um, right. and, and then I would react to their answers and I would improvise in the moment and come right. up with new questions and, right. and go where they took me and all that stuff. And then we'd flip the camera around over, over their shoulder and film me asking the questions. And when they asked me the questions, I'd be like, look, you don't have to answer. All right. I'm just going to ask the question so we can get through this, you know, because mm-hmm. you've already answered them. We've got mm-hmm. you on camera answering. So as they had to sit there in silence and I would ask the questions over and over, <laughs> I think it was the first time maybe they really heard them, heard the questions because they were so in transmit mode. They were like, I'm telling you my story. Right. And then when they had to sit there and listen to them, they were like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You can see the look come over their face like, did you really ask me that? And I was like, yes, I did. You know, and. Oh, did I say that? You can just see him doing the math. And I'd be like, hey. And, you know, we never, ever ambushed anybody. We we would call, the field producer would call the person and say, hey, we're uh, we're with The Daily Show, John Stewart's Daily Show on Comedy Central. It's a comedy show, fake news show. Uh, a correspondent, Rob Riggle, is going to come in to interview you about this story. Here's some DVDs of previous stories he's done. Watch them, and I'll call you back. A week later, they'd call back. Did you watch the DVDs? Yes. You understand this is a comedy show? Yes. Can we still come interview you? Absolutely. And we'd be like, all right, let's go to Sheboygan or or Austin or wherever. You're on notice. You're sir. You've been. We can't do any more than that. What more can you do? We can't. That's better than what Sasha Baron Cohen does, which is basically (laughs) like completely guerrilla, you know, style them. But I also have the same feeling with The Daily Show and the work that you did and folks like Jason Jones and John Oliver and everyone who does that now, uh, Wyatt Sinek, all those folks there. I had the same feeling as watching Sasha Baron Cohen's movies, which is just how do folks not know now right. when you get a call from them yeah. or if you see Sasha Baron Cohen and you must know what he must look like in his makeup yeah. or whatever. How do you not know at this point There's in time a, who's coming to speak know. with you? Well, you know I know a lot mean? of people so, for, for the Daily Show. I know a lot of people, they just wanted to tell their story. Sure. You, know, you know, come heck or high water, they were going to tell you how it is. And... Like I said, they were on transmit. I don't think they were ever on receive. <laughs> you know? That's a great way to put it. And uh, so when you finally, when they had to listen to what you're saying, they'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, huh? What? Right. So, How difficult was it for you to leave The Daily Show and strike oh. out on your own? It was hard. I'd probably still be there today, honestly. It was, what it was, was I, when I got, <laughs> it was right after SNL. I left SNL. I moved out here, but, but we didn't have any money. We were out of money. So my family, I had to move them back to Kansas City. And... um uh, my, I don't want to bore everybody to no. death, but my, my parents had moved down to the farm to take care of the farm and their house in Kansas city was empty. So my wife and child moved into the house in Kansas city. I came out here to find work, you know, and, uh, I, I got a deal with NBC to write a pilot, which I did. It didn't go. 
that summer, I auditioned for The Daily Show. About the same time, I had secured a little condo for my family to move out and join me. Mm-hmm. My family joins out and uh, come, moves out here. We move them out um, in June. I get The Daily Show in July. Which is based in New York. Which is based in New York. Oh, gosh. So I'm like, hey, babe, uh, I got to go to New York. <laughs> She's like, you're kidding me. So we, we didn't have the money to move back. So I commuted for the first year of the no show. And the way, way the show works is you get a six-month probationary period and then another six months. So you're only getting six-month extensions. So you can't commit to moving the family out to New Jersey. How which many kids you all have? we could afford. Now I have two. At the time, I had one. One, okay. Um, but I could, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. So I had to commute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that first year, a whole year, I was, you know, seeing my family maybe six days a month. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it was hard. It was really hard. And then we still couldn't afford, but and we couldn't afford to live in New York and L.A. So we had to shut down operations in L.A., move the family back to Kansas City because we could live there for free. And uh, and I commuted from New York to Kansas City for the next two years. And that was hard. You're talking about three years of basically being separated from your family. Awful. And it just got to be too much. And so uh, I went to John and I said, I, I can't do this anymore. And he said, I don't know how you did it this long. Right. And so I said, all right. So uh, so I, I I got the family back under the same roof out here in California and uh, been trying to get work ever since. And well, you you, cer- <laughs> you certainly have. I mean, any any of these films that, that uh, you've been doing, I mean, yeah. like The Hangover, that doesn't blow. I no. mean, that's, no, that's, I mean, that's a, a heck of a, a run that you've been on Hangover, the 21 Jump Street, which yeah. could not have been funnier. <laughs> um, uh, I noticed you, my four and a half, my four-year-old <laughs> didn't notice your voice in the Lorax, oh, nice. but you've been, you've been doing all sorts of neat stuff like that. And now yeah. the ESPY Awards, yeah. which uh, pretty much every person who's involved in the sports world attends, watches, and... No pressure, though. <laughs> no, but, but, but uh, please. I mean, it, what you have just explained and what yeah. you you know have been through personally and yeah. professionally, we, what what could be possibly <laughs> something that you have not experienced before, right? Because you do stand up as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I do, um, and I you know I, I love it. I you know I when I, I came up as an improviser at the UCB in New York, and that's how I cut my teeth learning comedy and. But um, and I used to drag John Oliver, who I shared an office with, the Daily Show. No kidding. I used to drag him down to the UCB and say, "Come on, you know, let's do some improv." And because he's smart enough and comedically talented enough, he knows his way around a bit. He knew how to play without even really knowing the rules, and he did great. And then he put it back in my court and said, "All right, now you got to do stand up." So I would go with him to some of these little clubs around New York, and I would get up and do five minutes here and try a story here, oh, try tough. something here, and it's- eventually I built a set. But it was all because John Oliver's like. If you want to be a comedian, you got to be a comedian. So I was like, all right, I like the challenge. Let's do it. Yeah, that's that's sort of like when you're in a television, like a sportscaster, yeah. TV, you have to learn how to write first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of the nuts and bolts. Right. Being a stand-up, I mean, that is yeah. – that is – you're standing there – you know, you could be physically naked. You never know. But I mean, <laughs> well, figuratively, it's the most it's, pure form of entertainment there is. It's you, a microphone, and an audience, and you get instant feedback. You know yeah. if it's working or not. It's worse than Twitter. You don't have to wait till it's been through edit. You don't have to wait till it's in the theaters. Yeah. You you know right away if they hate you. Right. And how did how did this this obvious comedic DNA that's within you how how does how does that jibe with the fact that you're also a U.S. Marine? Yeah. I mean, what was that like? That's kind of like you, Elvis. Like, always, Elvis always wanted to be a sheriff. You know, <laughs> right. I, I think it falls in that vein, probably. Right. Or were you like the uh, the Private Joker uh, character from uh, Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. were you were you the one who would always crack wise in the Marine Corps, or no? Or not actually, really? I was. I mean, I was. 
Comedy's always been part of my life. I grew up watching Caddyshack and Stripes, and I can quote you the whole movie, you know? Uh And I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious, you know, when I was like in, what, seventh grade Mm -hmm. or sixth grade. And I was like, this is genius. It doesn't get much better than this. Had that on VHS tape and wore out the VHS tape. Yes, same here. And I could go to school and do the whole show for my friends. Right. Um, And I, you know, voted most humorous in my senior class and just things like that. Like, i just always been in part of me, and I've Mm -hmm. always been a fan. Um, but, uh, you know, when I was in the Marines, I was an officer, so I was always in charge of people and I never wanted my Marines to think that I was a jackhole or some sort of, <laughs> you know, some sort of screwball that sure. didn't care about them mm-hmm. or value their lives. So I never really joked around with my Marines because I had a responsibility and I wanted pre- to present myself as a, someone who could be trusted, um, when I was with my peers, fellow officers, yeah, you know, if I were in a tent and the pro- it was appropriate, right. yeah, I would I would let my true color shine. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, when I was on the job, I was on the job. You didn't tell someone to drop down and give them 10 jokes or 20, 15 <laughs> jokes. Right? Tell, right. Don't give me 15 punchlines. Give me 10 one-liners. Now, right. let's go, private. <laughs> you grunt. <laughs> and you're still in the – you're still a reserve. You're still yes. a reserve officer. Yes, I'm still in the reserves. But – as of yesterday, oh my gosh, uh-huh. July, July, okay. Yeah. As of yesterday, I can retire. No kidding. I'm eligible now to retire, and well, I will. I will probably do that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That is It'll an be honor. Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. 22 Why did you years. go into the Marines to begin with? If I was well, I was an undergrad, uh, mm-hmm. and I was a theater and film major, which means you're going to be a waiter. When you mm-hmm. graduate, which I felt guilty about because my parents paid a lot of money for me to go to school, and uh-huh. I. Um, I don't know. I uh, I was I was scared. I was a chicken. If you want to be totally honest, sure. but I had my pilot's license when I was in college, and I got a guaranteed flight contract with the Marine Corps. And I thought maybe I'll be an FBI agent, and may, you know. And, and mm-hmm. so I called the FBI and I said, "What are you guys looking for?" And they said, "We like lawyers and accountants." I'm like that's not me. That's what, right. I was like, "What else do you want?" And uh-huh. they go, "We like Marine officers." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, that's maybe something I could do." Mm-hmm. So when I got the guaranteed flight contract. I thought, well, I'll be a top gun. That's pretty sexy. There you go. Sure. You know, and meeting girls was important to me. I was 22. Okay. And it worked out for you. <laughs> Better than being a waiter. And now look at you now, brother. I'm yeah. so excited for you, the ESPYs. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I was, I went to, you know, I just joined ESPN two years after the Volvano speech, oh, which, wow. you know, was yeah, the yeah, seminal ESPY yeah. moment that will never be topped, never be right. touched. It's always the, the, the showstopper whenever there's the, yeah. the, the, the V awards given out. And Absolutely. It's, it's pretty neat stuff. But I, I, I always remembered uh, just being blown away by the ESPYs. And this was before every athlete. Went. showed up yeah yes. yeah this was before that you know it never you know when it was first started they had to sometimes twist, twist some on. arms to yeah. get they had some to get leverage athletes. to get some people there right then they did it and then they moved it uh to feb they had it in february right back then yeah they yeah, did yeah. it in february oh, and yes they did they did it in february and then they eventually just decided to move it to july during the all-star break so they can get baseball players right and they can get Everybody, football players are not going to training. Plus, camp all yet. the NHL and the NBA is usually wrapped Done. up. Yeah. Done. Like, yeah. you really, the, there's really not many. Maybe you can't get somebody in the Tour de France. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. that person's the only person who's occupied. <laughs> right. You know, otherwise, everyone's coming. And now the free world goes to the SBs. And it yeah. blows me away to, when I see that because I, I know the folks you mentioned, Maura Mant and people who have been involved. Fred Gadelli, who does the Sunday Night Football broadcast for NBC, is a producer. He was the producer of the SBs back in the day. These people work really hard to yeah. build this thing. 
and now what it's yeah. become is and it's got traction wild. now. Whereas, sure when, and you were there in the early days too. So right. it's, I bet it's really neat for you to see the 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 growth and yeah. the development. Well, if it. my SB invitation hadn't been lost in the mail for the last nine years, you know, it might be a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah, I'll fix you that right now. Do you want to go to the SB? Yeah, let me tell you something. You're going if you want. It really? Yeah. You got you got me. You I got, got me. I got that cover, Rob. Uh, you need to you, you need to, you need to run I'll that one up the flagpole. Even have to check. Run that up the flow chart. It's done. I don't know. No, you and you and Julie, right? My, uh, my wife yes. or my wife, Susie. Susie, sorry. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> Olivia Munn was here last week in that chair, and I forgot her name, too. <laughs> Did you Don't, really? No, God, no, no. No, of course not. You would never do that. No, gosh, never. Uh, no, if you guys want to come. Because she's presenting. She said she invited me to be her done. plus one, and that was a little bit of an awkward moment because I'm like, you know, we're not, you know, I have How a do you wife. Say no? How do you say no? Well, really? I, she, said, she said to me this. Uh, I said to her, I, you know, I have a wife, which she knows because she worked with my wife years ago at Fox Sports when she was trying to become a sideline. Report. Oh, okay. That's what she was before she, you know, got smart and went, you know, where the money was. <laughs> so, uh, at any rate, so she said, "Would you like to be my plus one?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, you know, I'm married." And she goes, "Well, that doesn't mean we're dating." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. Have I been out of the I'm dating old school, game, young lady? I, no, seriously. Have I been out of the dating game that long <laughs> that I shouldn't take? You know, plus one means." Yeah. This is my. This, this is, is the person my, I've chosen, right? Or, or, the, or to as the guy, as the, the guy, I, you know, I'm, you're saying I've, I've got a yeah. chance at the title. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> so I mean, you're saying there's so a so chance. You're saying there's a chance. Yes, the Dumb and Dumber moment yeah. right there for sure. And she goes, "No, we're not." And I'm like, "But if I stroll down the red carpet with you, what would I have? Like a we're just platonic sign around my chest, a like, sandwich board that says just a friend." Don't you think any guy that shows up with <laughs> Olivia Munn all automatically people are like wondering? Well, yeah, What's up absolutely. I know. So it, was, it, it did lead to an awkward moment. She said I could hold her clutch, <laughs> to which I wondered if that was a metaphor for something. Because yeah. I was just, you know, I just couldn't get out of that whole plus one. I've been concept. in the husband business long enough to know yes. what a clutch is. Right. So, because <laughs> I've held my share of clutches. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so at this point, <laughs> uh, even though I, I might be committed for not even jumping at the chance to say yes to being her plus one. So now I've got another avenue to actually get into the SB Awards right now is what you're saying. Absolutely, you do. Because I, I would also think the amount of times Stuart Scott and I were in the balcony of Radio City Music Hall, like the the Stadler and Waldorf Muppets, okay, <laughs> sitting my favorites, there, by the way. Okay, sitting up there like the Muppets. Yeah. We did the pre, we did the pre-show. We did all of it. I, I was doing that so long ago that uh, the ABC show that uh, the the big ABC folks now that was when ABC ruled ESPN and not sort of you know oh, right. the other way around. Of course, of course. You know the tail is the dog now. <laughs> Forget about wagging it. Um, at any rate, the show that they wanted to promote through the ESPYS was Sports Night, and Peter Krause oh, and Josh that. Charles came and switched seats with me and Stewart to promote. Sports of course. Night. I'm totally dating myself now. But that's how long I mean and wow. back then back then, like I said, they were it was still just beginning to gain some traction and take off. And now I mean everybody is gonna be there. It, and uh, it's going to be fun. How have you, uh, where are you right now in the process? We're, we're talking a couple of days. We're talking about a week yeah. before right now. Where are you right now? Do you have monologue already done? Or you? No. What do you got? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> okay. I probably ought to write that, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> we should get on that. We've got we've right. got some really, you know, Moore has brought in some really funny writers. I know a couple writers. Uh, Jack Burdett was on this show just Jack a few Bird, weeks ago. I mean, he's, he's right. amazing. Right. Um, so many talented people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... 
uh, and I've had some ideas that I've thrown out that they've liked. So we just need to we just need to roll up our sleeves and 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 do the writing and and mm-hmm. get it get it where it needs to be. But I'm you know look, it's going to happen. July 11th is going to come and it's go. It's coming. It's, it's coming, coming. And there's nothing I can do to stop it. Right. So you're going to uh, be awesome at it, Rob. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you, you're you're going to be great at it. I want to go over a couple of these awards with you too. Yeah. Uh, the ones that involve NFL players. Yeah. And to get me some of your thoughts too on some of these things. Um, let's start with the best. Uh, the specific football one, the uh, best NFL player, mm. uh, Drew Brees of the Saints, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski of the Patriots, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson of the Lions, Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, and Terrell Suggs, T. Sizzle. I mean, how do you Ravens. pick? How do you how do you pick? I don't know. It's so tough. I think it's going to be straight popularity contest, obviously, because these are folks voting on on uh, yeah. ESPN dot com. That's right. You that go nature. to ESPN dot com and you can vote on this, but. Right. But you're right. I mean, I, just hearing that lineup, I'm like, yes, yes, right, yes, I know, and yes, and it's tough. And they're probably all going to be sitting there too. Hopefully, uh, yeah, that's hopefully. <laughs> I know. Back in the day, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have put it past for some of these guys to say, "Well, am I winning?" Yeah, because right, if right. I'm winning, I'm showing up. But that's, right. I, that's that's times have changed right there. Who? I'll, I'll throw it on your lap. Who? Who would you choose if you? Boy, I tell you what, that is so tough. I I would have to put it up. Personally, now yeah. this is just—I have no influence on anything. Of course, I know but, that, right? But I—I uh, I would probably throw it into the the Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. The quarterbacks usually do win these only things. Only because they had they both had and everybody had an outstanding year. You can't deny the years they had. I mean, Gronkowski set some major records for tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, probably never to be broken. Well, I shouldn't say never. Everything gets broken, but I mean that's going to be around for a while. What 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 Gronkowski did, but I mean Brees. Just had an amazing year. And he then, did. He's so and then popular too. Rogers, you know, with a fifteen and one and just electric offense. And man, I tell you, the, I, I put it probably in the in between those two. I think it's probably going to go between those two. I'm going to predict uh, Rogers. I'm going to predict Aaron Rodgers. Right. He is also the only football player involved for the best male athlete overall. Uh, LeBron. Yeah. Novak Djokovic, which I'd love to, if a tennis player walked up there, like from, you know, yeah. a European yeah. tennis player right. wins the ESPY and for I, best I, male I, I athlete. I wish if he did, awesome. he would, and he would be smoking backwards like Kaiser Soze. <laughs> that would be, that would even make it better. And, he, and then he was so put out by the award that he didn't really touch it. Yeah, He's like, whatever, thank yeah, you very yeah. much. And then he just puts his cigarette out and walks off stage. That, that would, would be awesome. That would make my day. I, that would be awesome. I don't know if the ESPN people would be so thrilled, <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers is up there with also Justin Verlander, who was as good as it gets with the Detroit Tigers last year. Yeah. Uh, again, ten, I would love it if the European tennis player wins. That's what I'm back. counting on. And he had an incredible year, yeah. Djokovic, if I may talk tennis for a minute. Um, do you think Do you think Aaron Rodgers has got a shot in that category right there? Honestly, that whole lineup, I think they all have a shot. I yes. genuinely believe they all have a shot. Um, now, but, yeah. I don't know who's announcing the award. Maybe you could, you know, pull like sort of what everybody thought Jack Palance did years ago, which was put his own name in for the <laughs> Academy Award and just say whatever name that came to his mind and Marissa Tomei won. Maybe you could just hijack the card and put in Novak Djokovic's name. And, that, and just see what can happen. That would be the ultimate. I mean, I, I can say is, for for sure that that is on the on the spectrum of possibility. Right, it's on the spectrum. That's good. It's on the spectrum. Well, here's the thing too: is I imagine this might be one of the last awards of the night, if not the last award. This I, probably the last award will be the team of the year. Probably. But if let's just say this, and yeah. I, I don't believe this is going to happen at all, <laughs> if the night does not go yeah. to your liking, sure or well, right, and you're like, ah, screw it, this is one and done. Yeah, <laughs> do that. 
And that'll be sort of like the Carol Burnett tug on the ear yeah. to all of my podcast listeners. That's right. And I'll viewers. give you, you and I will actually Actually, you know be what? Like I'll come out sing- smoking like Kaiser Soze, <laughs> and that's when you know the jig is up. That's when you'd be like, "Oh yeah, Riggle's broke. He's <laughs> he snapped." Turn the volume up and hit record because yes. it's going to get weird yes. right after that. That's it. Yeah. That's something that we're planting seeds now. <laughs> exactly, we're planting seeds now. If you want to be one and done, if you see me come out with my ties undone and I'm smoking a butt, uh, right. just know that the it's about to hit the right. Fan. And and you're shoving Brooklyn Decker away <laughs> with her envelope or whoever's presenting yeah. best male athlete. Yeah. And I know. got a tumbler full of scotch. That's it. Yeah. You just go to the bank. You've gone it's... for broke. So go to the bank. <laughs> exactly. Uh, best breakthrough Best breakthrough athlete, Anthony Davis, who was just number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Robert Griffin III for Baylor, mm-hmm. who's now the number two overall pick in the NFL's draft. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, Jeremy Lin, and Alex Morgan in soccer. Uh, I don't know how Jeremy Lin does not win that award since he's yeah. sort of like the Tebow of the NBA. The only way that people might... You know, frown on that on 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 Jeremy Lin is just the length of time that he got to shine. You know, but right. but still, he electrified that league. Man. He did. He did for 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 about a month and a half. Yeah. You're right. There was it was but, it was exactly what it was. It was Lin sanity, and it was awesome. I don't know about you. I I always can tell uh, whether somebody's broken through in sports if yeah. my parents. Have heard of their name? Now <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's my, a good gauge, actually. That is the gauge. Tebow is that? I mean, yeah. they're right. Tebow's that. Tebow's a good young boy. Right. I like him exactly. <laughs> it, it's just like, or tell me more about this this Tim Tebow. Yeah. Like I'm like mom. I, I'm getting enough of this at work. <laughs> can I please <laughs> can not I bring please? it home, mom? Like, just start asking me the normal <laughs> questions I don't want to answer yeah. on our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you do that. Yeah, <laughs> just hit me, hit me with why don't you call? That's right. Yeah, I don't Please. want to dive into. I'd rather do that <laughs> than talk about Tim Tebow with you. And and they they did hear about Jeremy Lin because they live in Northern California, okay. and obviously you know he's yeah. he's he's had some time there well, with the Warriors. Not to, not that that's how they knew him, but yeah. but Lin had some some history there sure. to where when he broke through in New York, they talked about him there. So of they course. heard him out locally. They heard about him. So, that is a great gauge. If your folks are if if if. These people are on your folks' radar. Yes. They have broken through. They have broken through. <laughs> they have broken through. Absolutely. That's, a, that's or, an or, excellent game. Or they're starring on the CBS primetime lineup. <laughs> 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 it, it, it could be that. Perfect. Yes, it could be that. Too. Are they somehow heavy on CBS? Right. right Although now. I didn't see Jeremy Lin on The Mentalist this past year, <laughs> so I think I'm going to go with Lin on that one. That that Gronk and and RG3 don't have a chance there. I'm going to go with him on that one. But we'll see. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Jeremy Lin because okay, again, yeah. this is all. This is mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. Po- this is a popularity contest. Yeah. Anthony Davis. Um, he had an incredible year. He had. A, I mean, and I have a lot of respect for his game. He's amazing. Right. He's going to be a superstar. But he beat the Jayhawks in the final, and therefore I have a little bit of an issue. Oh, so you see where I'm coming from. So you might be working things out personally on the got, stage too. Hey, I bring you it. Got... I bring it with me. It's in here. I can't. You know, what am I supposed to put that on a shelf? I do my best. I try to be objective. <laughs> yeah. but they, you know that weighs heavily on me. That's man. right. See, that's UK. It's not KU. <laughs> that's it's right. You. You know. Okay. Uh, best record-breaking performances. Drew Brees is in this mix for the passing yards record. Yeah, yeah, uh, Coach K from Duke wins the milestone. I guess uh, the big. saves milestone for uh, uh, Mariano Rivera of the Yankees and Lexi Thompson for youngest golf winner. I think Breeze has a chance right here, don't you think? Yeah, that's a big feat. I mean, they're all wonderful accomplishments. I'm not belittling any of the other ones, but that's 
what he did was kind of yeah. Well, for Coach K, the wins milestone and Mariano Vera saves milestone. Those sort of lifetime achievement awards. (laughs) Breeze, this was a single season monster monster performance. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's I I think he's probably I I don't even know if they show on. I got to go to ESPN.com and check it out myself. But right, um, I I imagine that he's got to be he's got to be up there. He's I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, NFL.com is what my producers are whispering in the air to. Now, he's here to promote the ESPYs. It's fine. We could talk NFL. Oh, that's right. Oh, this I'm is sorry. the most I've said the letters ESPN in nine years, but that's fine. Yes. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, best moment. This is always a fun ESPY award. Best moment. Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit, and what all he did was hit a home run for his 3,000th hit. How about as well. that? And he went five for five that day, didn't he? Yes, he did. Five for five and jacked a homer for 3,000. That's when you're like, Oh, he's a Yankee, and it's storybook time. I know. And he goes home, and he's still Derek Jeter, and he was with Mickey Kelly at the time for Friday Night Lights. I mean, that I, I don't. Should I even read who else <laughs> is nominated? <laughs> right Not really. Now? Not really. Because honestly, there, there's so much magic around the Yankees and right. around that organization, sure. and like. I don't know. I mean, you, you feel like it's destiny. It's like it's out of your hands. It's I already know. been decided way before you got involved. That was it. So Jeter's got his 3,000th hit. It wasn't just that. It was the day. Uh, Bubba Watson, his Masters win. Pretty cool. I mean, he was crying. Yeah. I was crying. Yeah. It was an incredible performance. And also the fact that he's never watched himself take a swing on tape, which is kind ridiculous. of a, a little bit shocking because I think at that ridiculous. level, you would have to have gone through that at some point. Right. Like I'm, I'm like a 18 handicap. I'm Me a too. straight up bogey you and golfer. I, yes, I'm an 18 straight up handicap. Bogey. That and, bogey train's um, tough to hop off. I've seen myself take swings. I've I've taken a couple of classes. And could you imagine you've won the Masters and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm I just I don't need that coach. I don't need to look at. He's myself. got that tin cup, grip it and rip it yes. attitude. That An I incredible dig. story. I dig an that. incredible story. Yeah. Uh, the Major League Baseball season ends. The final night drama, which was incredible. But I mean, how do you give an like? What are you going to give the award to Seelig? Do you just get the commissioner up there and you get? <laughs> I don't know how fans are going to vote for that. Tim Tebow beating the Steelers in sudden death overtime to Demarius Thomas is the fourth and final nominee in this best moment category. Again, part of a special moment on top of a special run, which is, you know, that's pretty cool stuff. Also, and we in the NFL media for the last two years, ever since they changed the overtime rules in the playoffs, we've been talking about it. Wait till that moment comes and the overtime rules are finally put in place where both teams can touch the ball. I'm so interested to see how the coaches play it. Like what's their strategy going to be? Do you go for a field goal on fourth and five from the 30 yard line, or you just go for it to try and maybe get the first down and score a touchdown. It's going to totally change the way overtime is seen and played in the playoffs. First opportunity one and done. Yeah. Unbelievable dunk, monster play, right? Yeah, against the Steelers, yeah. Tebow and like, oh, this Tebow's not going to beat the Steelers. What a nice run this is going to be. Yeah. Gets to overtime and yeah. then plants the back foot, perfect throw. Adios to Marius Thomas, eighty yards, drive home safely. How? <laughs> yes, safely. yeah. What a nice. And I'm that with was. you too because you're like, oh, you know, a little golf clap. What a nice run. Uh, what? Right. Zoinks. Holy cow, they're playing football out there. Maybe, just maybe, because, again, that Tim Tebow, that's tough. He's got a lot of magic around him. He's got a lot. There's a lot of people who like to point and click when he's involved in a a sort of popularity contest. He may take it. I also wonder sometimes, you know, everybody, you know, I know know he wears his faith on his sleeve, and that's fine. This Mm -hmm. is America. You can do what you want, Jack. I dig it. But I see countless players pointing to the heavens every time they do something right. well. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it's all on Tebow's back. Look around the league. People, you know, I mean, 
I don't know. He's he, a lightning. He takes rod. a lot of heat, man. He's, he's a lightning. Oh, rod. He is, which, but I, I don't believe, and I've met him a few times. He doesn't want to be one, and he doesn't act like one. He no. doesn't really shove it in your face. Not at all. He does. He does always. I, I met him recently too, and, and I, mean, I thought well, right. this guy's just a really nice guy. I know. Yeah. He's just a winner. Yeah. He's a winner. I'm yeah. telling you, that's what the anybody whole jet has, thing. Anybody is. who has passion for what they do mm-hmm. generally inspires. Uh, confidence mm-hmm. and and passion in other people, and I tell you, that guy's just—he's overflowing with that passion for the game. These know? are some great, great uh, awards. Tom Coughlin's up for Coach of the Year with John Calipari also in the mix. Eric Spolstra from the Heat, Daryl Sutter, Kim Mulkey from Baylor. What a season they had in, in the women's college. Forty years. and oh, never done before. Patrick Murphy from Alabama softball. The best team, the New York Giants, are in the mix. The Heat, the L.A. Kings. You're. What? Oh, you're going to see a lot of the Jonathan Quick will be there, I'm sure. I'm you're sure. going to get Dustin I hope. Brown. I hope, yeah. I yeah. hope we get a lot of them out of there. Kentucky uh, basketball, St. Louis Cardinals, Baylor women's hoops, and Alabama football. This is going to be a fun night uh, for the SBs. Let me ask you a few football questions before I let you go. Yeah. First one's first. Uh, SB night. If Peyton Manning does show up. Yes. Okay. And I'm sure ESPN's put a gajillion calls in him saying, please come, even though you're not up for an award or present or just come and hang out. I'm sure they've done that. It is a possibility. I'm sure he'll come out to Los Angeles. He'll do this. Will you as a Chiefs fan go up to him and say, why didn't you even take a sniff or a look at my team when you were making your choice? Oh, and your free agency tour. I don't he didn't even give a look-see. Yeah, he didn't give a Chiefs. look-see. I, I, I don't think I'll say that. I think <laughs> I think what I'll say is watch your blind side nice. when you come to Arrowhead, buddy. And then I'll shake his hand and I'll walk away smartly. Because it's, it's on, it sucker. Is. Welcome to the AFC West. Uh-huh. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So you... you and by the way, yeah. I mean, I'm talking big game here. Don't no, misread it. No, no, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, you know, I right. have a lot of respect. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's Mount Rushmore. There's no exactly. doubt. But he so. didn't, he didn't, and I, I would love to know. I, but there's, there's also like, what, 28 teams that he didn't look at either, you know. Right, so. but, but Kansas City, and a lot of people can make this argument, has a better roster than Denver right now. I like the way you talk. I'm, <laughs> I like the way you talk, Rich I, don't sh- I know, and others don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> but I, 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 you could make that argument right now. Yeah, and believe me, I mean, had he had he showed any interest, <laughs> yeah. we would have been courting him. Yeah, I know. You Kyle know. Orton would have been thrown under the number 18 bus <laughs> that a dozen quarterbacks got thrown under yeah. this past March. And they, they got to know, too. Like, I mean, it's Peyton Manning. Right. You know? Castle would have been thrown under that bus. Yeah. Everybody. Castle would have had, had tread marks behind him. <laughs> so what do you make of your Chiefs this year? Uh, I'm optimistic like I am every year. Um, I I think we've got so much talent. We we got dis- decimated with injuries last year. I mean, uh, it was bad. So if everybody stays healthy, which that's that's true for anybody, really. But mm-hmm. if we can keep our guys healthy, we have a great young defense. I mean, that defensive line is looking good. Yeah, Tom Holly is, um, is one of the best. Yeah, and I, I just feel like we've got some weapons on offense. If everybody stays healthy, I I... Like I think every year, I think we're going to win the division and get in the playoffs, and and hopefully we're going to break that bad playoff string we have going, mm-hmm. and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in the Super Bowl. What do you make of Crennel? <laughs> what do you make of Romeo Crennel? I, I I you know I think the uh, players in Kansas City really responded to him, and they like him and they trust him, and that that that's all I need to know right now. So we'll see what happens next year, but that's good enough for me. He's the only coach in the league that that uh, I have the sort of natural inclination to try and pinch it 
pinch his cheek. You know, like there's something, there's something, you, you know. You just want to give it a squish. Yeah. Just a little. You know what I mean? Come like, here. Come here. You kind of grit your teeth. And yeah. Like, come here. You're, you yeah. know, like, yeah, my three, my three-year-old gets that sort of look sometimes, you know, like I would, he just seems like, yeah. like a cuddly. He seems like a big cuddly yeah, bear, but I'm right. sure that, uh, I'm sure he has his moments where he's not a cuddly bear. I'm sure he, right. he's I'm sure he bite. lights that locker room up yeah, every I'm sure he does. He, I'm sure he has, well, I mean, every coach sort of has to. They have to have that in their arsenal or otherwise they're. Right. And, and some people thought Todd Haley had that a little bit too much yeah. in that's, his arsenal. That's the word on the street. You know, that, that Matt Castle lost, that he felt like he had 250 pounds lifted off of him. Yeah. The well, minute I'm, that Todd Haley went to Pittsburgh or got fired. That's the, you know, I, I, I never obviously was never privy to anything. No, I'm just a fan. You're just but, a fan, of uh, course. But uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think from everything I've heard. Yes. Um, he had a, a stern approach that um, mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily appreciated. And you and your buddy Paul Rudd, big time <laughs> Chiefs fans, you did some stuff. You did some videos for for Kansas City last That's right. year. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we went back to do the big slick uh, uh, poker tournament, which Paul and I and Jason Sudeikis host. Another KU guy. Uh, yeah, another KU guy um, that we, um, uh, we do in the summer to raise money for Children's Mercy Hospital back there in Kansas City, uh, which is our hometown. But while we were there, we, you know, we're... We love Chiefs, so they had us come out and do some do some videos to uh, you know get the Chiefs Nation pumped up. Of course, hey Rob, um, what do you have a website for people to 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 donate for this? Well, yeah, if, to, if, to you wanna, if you want if you want to know more about the 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 Big Slick is what it's called, Big Slick Celebrity Poker Tournament and Wiffle Ball Game in in Kansas City, Kaufman Stadium, in Kaufman Stadium. That's right, that's right. Where they're playing the All Star Game here in a couple of days. So, were you wiffle balling with George Brett? Did that actually? He did. Happen? Yes, he played with us the not this year, but last year he played with us. He and Matt Castle. And Matt Castle, by the way, hit a wiffle ball further than any man I've ever seen hit a wiffle ball. He hit it out of the little K, the little you know field we were mm-hmm. playing on, out over a barbecue tent, right. which was like a, I mean it, it was it maybe it maybe could have gone out of the big K. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, as a New Yorker, I have to point out it was probably the pine tar. <laughs> Yes. It was probably the pine tar. Did you measure the bat we, after we the We love home our run? pine tar in Kansas City. I oh, mean, yeah. Even the wiffle ball bats have pot loaded with pine tar. You put tar. it on your ribs there, don't you? <laughs> we do. <laughs> you we do. The pine tar ribs are my favorite <laughs> when I go to Kansas You always know when you high-five a guy from Kansas City, just, your hand just sticks. <laughs> it just sticks with the pine tar. Rob, you're... you're oh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Go to uh, Big Slick, yes, sure. bigslickkc.org. If you want to learn more about the uh, tournament and whatnot and how to donate, if you want to help. Rob, you're a good man. I've wanted to have you here in studio for a while. It could have been more perfect to come in before the ESPYs. Yeah, thanks know for you're having crush. me. It's on ESPN on July 11th. July 11th. At uh, 8, 9 o'clock? I think 8 Eastern. It's 8 Eastern. Well, I think that's they do the pre-show. I'm sure yeah. Mike and Mike will be doing it with Colin Coward <laughs> and all those guys will be out there. And, and you're going to be great at it. Enjoy it. Enjoy every last minute of oh, it. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. You got it. Rob Riggle. All right, man. Enjoy him on the ESPYs, everybody. See it on July 11th on ESPN. But he, here he is on NFL Network on the Rich Eisen podcast. Good guy. Rob Riggle, everybody. Good dude, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. That was good stuff. Big guy. He's big. Oh, he's a Marine. Yeah. How I mean, awesome is that, too, by the way, that you know he's 22 years into his Marine service. He's he been can, famous for 10 years now, probably. He's going to retire. And uh, he still does it. Which, good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Love that guy. Good stuff. Deserves all the success, and uh, uh, let's hope the uh, ESPYs goes well for him. I'm sure it will. Yeah. And uh, it just and keeps it just it keeps blowing up. Yep. He deserves it.
it, it's funny because they're friends, but they mm-hmm. also remind me a lot of each other. When Paul Rudd came in, just another one of those kind of it must be probably the Midwest thing in them, but just genuine comes out like nice guys. Sudeikis is the yeah. third guy that yeah. they're they're all together. Yeah, he hasn't been in studio, so we haven't met him. But, no, you know some of these guys, some people you know come in with a huge entourage or you know have something. He just simple, easy, good dude, Midwestern guy. Good dude. Um, what were we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, oh, the ESPYs. Right. The ESPYs. Uh, one of my favorite moments um, was when Mark McGuire met Mini-Me. <laughs> Vern, Vern, Vern Troyer was at the 2001 ESPYs. Mini-Me and, uh, or the 2000 ESPYs. Yeah. 90, what was it? No, 99. Gosh. So Here's how I know. Here's how I know. Here's how I know when it was because Peyton Manning was a, was a, was a rookie. He's coming off his rookie season, and wow. he was at he was at a party at uh, the MGM hotel the night before. You know, McGuire invited a bunch of people up to this. You know, the mansions of of MGM Grand. Yeah. Oh man. Wait, is this you in know Ve- that? This is in Vegas. Vegas. Yes. It started. In- it started. It was in Radio City Music Hall, and then they moved it to Vegas for a few years. See, I didn't know it was well, in they Vegas. were trying their darndest. Like I told with Riggle, they were trying their darndest to get athletes to come. It Correct. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't simple. It wasn't easy. And it was in February. So in February, you know, they held it during the NBA All-Star break. Right. But it's also right after the NFL season. A lot of guys weren't really interested in going to New York. for So they moved it to Vegas, figuring that that's going to help get more athletes. You know, now it's basically like, you know, Everybody. you're Everybody not somebody. If you're an athlete, you're not somebody if you're not at the ESPYs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I fully admit that that's absolutely happened. Yeah. And that's what ESPN has been building towards for years and years and years. But, yeah, it was in Vegas for about three years. And McGuire held a party at the, the mansion in, um, the, you know, the, the mansions at the MGM Grand. Gotcha. And everyone was watching the NBA All-Star game there. And, um, and just a, it was incredible. And, but Minnie-Me and McGuire together. That was an instant classic. That's Front wow. Royer and, and McGuire. That was good. And um, that's when I actually met the guy. It was good stuff. No, McGuire, too. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I mean, I'm sitting on the Bristol set. You know, you don't get to meet many guys. Yeah. So that was always everybody, every single ESPN anchor wanted to go to the ESPYs. Desperate. And if you didn't go, you were so bummed. Because oh, yeah. back then, so back then, athletes I mean, that some of them could be too too cool for school. I don't need to go to the ESPYs. This thing is ridiculous. This thing is just a joke. You know, ESPYs, we would joke sometimes, stood for embarrassing sports programming yearly. You know, like that was the stuff that we're, oh, but that's that's BS. We all, I know, at least speaking for me, I, I really wanted to go in the worst way because I'd love to get out. You know, I've, I sit there on the right. set all the time talking about all these sports, sitting there at 2, 3 in the morning. I mean, what what better way to, to finally see the fruits of your labor than to go see the people that you're talking about. And, and back then they didn't really do the car wash stuff where athletes would come to Bristol. No, really? Not they, yet. They would just show up for commercials, which yeah. was pretty if they, Yeah, pretty right? much. Yes. So it was a different time in that respect for sure. But what it's become now, I mean, it's done in the same theater as the uh, Oscars, the Kodak theater yeah. that you know intimately well. I do. Or at least the outside of it. Hey, I was inside for... A couple days before, because they kicked you out. <laughs> to pick up, everything to was, pick up your credentials. Everything was plastic. Don't they do it at the Nokia now? To move down to the Nokia, I believe. Oh, the the ESPYs has yeah, moved down to the Nokia. Because they do it down at LA Live, where. Oh, that's right. Where everything is. Oh, yeah. Where ESPN West is, right? Got okay, it. they do it at the Nokia. They, yeah, they think they just. Moved there you go. Just recently, though. 
And it's just going to be, you know, it'll be another fun show. I mean, Riggle told us some things off air that he yeah. he doesn't want to say yet on. because yep. he wants it to be a surprise when yep. you see it during the show. It's some funny, funny stuff. Funny, and he's funny. hilarious. So that, that, there we go with that. Um, do you have the copy? Oh, yes. Do you I have do, that? I, I do. Uh, let me let me, let me me bring it in for you. Okay. So, Chris Law, you don't have the copy is what you're saying. I don't have you the do copy. You do not have the copy. Uh, we switched rooms. You so do not have the copy, in other words. The I, copy I, that I'm about to explain what the copy is, you do not have the copy. Do we need to have a meeting about the we copy? We need to have a – yes. You know, because here I am. Now I've got to log in, and Steve Weish has not logged out of a of – a, that is my biggest pet peeve. So you're locked over there. By the way. Locked. When someone doesn't log out of their computer yes. at, a, at a communal workstation, yes, yeah, that's annoying. Be respectful. Be respectful. Because now you got to sit here and you got to power down. And I love Steve Weish, and I'm 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 calling him out. Gosh darn it! I, I hate Weish that. On the phone, Rich. Do you have Weish on the phone? <laughs> Weish on the phone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. With Weish doing the NFL AM thing, I mean, if he's locked a computer and he comes in at one in the morning, he won't appreciate it. He won't appreciate it. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I should go and lock my computer or his computer with my. Thing. You should literally By just go. Way, I'm not even talking go straight now. Every workstation well, and just log see, in. See now, it's a this is a strange computer, and yeah. I'm going to have to set up my Your my stuff's not mapped. I know how to find it. I know how to find it. Okay. Here's here's here. I'm going on the internet now. So um, here's 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 an interesting aspect of of you know with the Great Escape on TNT. Okay. Great second episode. By Thank the you. Way. Good stuff. Yeah. It was fun, right? Yeah, real fun. Okay, so. I wanted to um, see what the reaction was. You know, I got the reaction on Twitter, and it was overwhelmingly positive, right. which I'm not used to. Whenever I'm done with an NFL Network assignment that's a, you know seen by millions of people, mm-hmm. I get a bunch of tweets like, you suck, your family sucks, your <laughs> network sucks, you, your family, and your network really? sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of hate on Twitter, and I try to pay it no mind, and right. I do pay it no mind. But, I, you know, I never respond to it. You know, some of the guys, some people like Peter King will retweet oh, anybody retweet with two followers anybody. who tells them to go F off. Right. And I even said to Peter, I'm like, you've got eight gajillion followers. You now just gave someone with two your platform. What are you doing? Yeah, Arian Foster does that too. So I, don't, I know Olbermann retweets a lot of that stuff. Yeah, he does. I don't do that. So what I did was is I um, went on Google and I plugged in the great escape and hit blogs after i saw on twitter okay okay so what do i see as i stroll down there's you know uh, a bunch of things on the great escape and then stuff with me i guess it caught my name too and then um i go down and then suddenly i see one uh particular entry that reads the following second city fanatics uk nfl blog interview with Chris Brockman. <laughs> Young Hollywood. And I'm like, okay. Wait a minute. I called my wife Susie over and I'm like, <laughs> look at this. Look at this. And I scroll down and I'm scrolling down right now. How many questions? It's, it's, it, it goes down. Wait, wait, wait. 20 questions. It was long. 20 questions. 20 questions. 20 questions for Chris Brockman. It's long. And I'm like, wow. Your young Hollywood is 
is your are you are you becoming are you becoming are you are you trading in this podcast for absolutely not this guy hit this this guy hit me up and wanted to know if i'd answer some questions and it was funny because i read some of the other ones and uh he digs into like all these guys' personal and professional career or whatever i was like hmm how is this guy gonna know anything about me yeah well, and question six, how does he know anything about you? Q6, you received the 2009 right. Maine Press Association Sports Columnist of the Year. I did. Award well, for your work at the Journal Tribune. And the funny thing is, he got that because on, on my own personal site, chrisbrockman.com, I, I put a little about me, and that's where he got Wait, that Brockman, from. Wait, Brockman, you always come across as pretty shy to me. You're, you're one that doesn't like to talk about himself or of course promote not. himself. Of course not. go. Wait a minute. Chris underscore Brockman. Okay, he, this, this one I like, too. Rich Eisen's question 10. Rich Eisen's broadcasting career dates back to the early 90s when he worked for the Staten Island Advance and then in the mid-90s joined ESPN before joining the NFL Network. That reeks of Wikipedia right there, by the way. For sure. What was it like meeting Rich for the first time and what's he like (laughs) off camera? Here is Chris Brockman's response. Mine's already submitted, too. So. I was going to say, what do you mean yours is submitted? Well, yeah, exactly. Before what, we get what into What do this, you mean yours is submitted? Shortly, shortly after I said yes to doing this, right? Oh, you agreed? The guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he have to go through your people? Right, my people. Okay. I, he hit up Law, and Law agreed to you do it. You did this, too? And Law's interview is going to post very soon as yeah, well. Uh, yeah. What oh. is happening? <laughs> hey, Wait, uh, hold on a minute. Who is this person? Back to, back Number to, one. He runs a UK NFL site. What's yeah. his name? NFL UK uh, fanatics. Ollie Dawes, Andrew, posted by what? I think Ollie's the person. No, that Andrew the blog. East Easto. Yeah, Andrew is the guy who E A S T O U G H. Or is it East? It's East Tough. I don't know. I don't know. It's British. I know. I know Slough, like Slough, right? It's S L. It looks like Slough to us, but they pronounce Slough. So I'll go East Dow. All right, you can get back to my answer. No, wait a minute, Law. You did this too. What is happening yeah, here? Yeah, way to, way to throw me under the bus when you did the same interview. What is happening here? All right, here's the answer. Well, what, anyway, what was it I like just meeting Rich? Rich? To know that mine was already submitted before we for the first time. Yeah, and what's go. he like off camera? By the way, this is these are true stories and not you know, go. flattering accounts. Chris Brockman. Here we go. I met Rich just before my first year here at NFL Network before the 2009 season. Adds parentheses. There's no way he remembers. You're correct. <laughs> And had essentially zero interaction with him aside from walking past each other in the hallway until I started working on his show last September just before week one. I think it was week four that year I produced the Ravens-Bengals highlight, and he came in to watch it beforehand, and I was nervous. Nervous? Big highlight. First time. Because it was a big game with a dramatic finish, and he loved my highlight. I did. That I do of remember. Course. You don't remember that? No, I don't. I don't. No, of course not. Well, I mean, all the Bengals Ravens highlights over the last fifteen years well, no. sort of bleed together. Right. But true. no, it was no, a very no. good game. Uh, I guess I, I remember that. The funny thing is, Rich and I were actually at the same event back in two thousand three, the U.S. Open for tennis in New York, but we had zero interaction there. <laughs> I walked by him in the underneath tunnel at Arthur Ashe Stadium once. There's an extra C in Ash, but that's okay. Did I miss it? But then you wrote, ha. Oh, did you you write these answers? I, yeah, he emails oh, me the questions. It's not and, a phone interview or anything. It's not a phone oh, interview. Okay. Uh, international charges apply when you're doing okay. the UK, Oh, okay. So, so this is all right. I don't yeah. have that plan you on my the, iPhone. You got to take the C out of Ash. Um, ha. 
Okay, now I, now I But off camera, Rich is the same guy you see on, engaging and quick-witted. Atta boy. We've had a lot of fun trading jabs with one another as well as the other podcast producer. I'm a team, I am a team player. In the last year. I don't know. I, I would take offense to the word other. Other. You know? Or my, my co-producer. At least, at least he didn't say. My, the other. The other one. You're the other. You're the other guy. You're like in, in Lost. The others. the others. You're part of the others. Nice. You got the smoke monster. I'm just that guy. Oh, my goodness gracious. There you go. 20 questions. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's true. I was at the 03 U.S. Open. I, was, I was a freelance. What were you doing there? I was a freelance PA. For USC? For, for USA? For USA. Uh-huh. Who was the uh, Michael Barkan? Awesome dude. I uh, I worked. He's really talented. Awesome dude. Yeah, I was with I him. I love Barkan. I was with him. Oh, and you his, must have loved working with him. I was with him and his assistant and the, and the RF crew. And basically, I got paid to hang out at the U.S. Open. Isn't that the greatest thing of all basically, time? Basically, I would hang out with Bark. I would hang out with the camera crew, and if uh, his assistant would call me and be like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing something over here," mm-hmm. and so I would just make sure the camera How crew great got is that? there. It was a, it was a great awesome. time. Awesome. I, was, I got the best part about it was I was about this far away from Anna Kornikova hey, that year. I know. That and, we and, I, we we had her on our show right on the late night show on CBS tennis show and uh, it was the only interview I've ever conducted in the three years I did that where the producers insisted that we not conduct the interview behind a desk but on right. director's chairs in front of the desk oh, man. and she did not like it when I busted out her in the Maxim magazine saying that I, bust, I, I read this for research for this interview <laughs> she did not find that funny and I'm like come on oh, come sister on. I yeah. mean listen and that was the same year that uh, that was the same year Pete Sampras retired and like Alec Baldwin and so I was in the hallway right next to center court as all these guys walked by me and I was a big Boris Becker fan as a kid Mm -hmm. and like seeing him and Jim Curry and all these guys walk by it's the erotic one that was the erotic one yep his still to date only his only major major. championship I I believe it's him courier to soft J is that what it is no no not at all Law will you please alert me to when your interview hits (laughs) Uh, did he ask you the same question? I'm going to try and retract. Uh, did I, the, did I say it? Presently, you're the television producer for the Rich Eisen podcast in the NFL Network. How did you come to land this job? And here's your answer. I think I was in the right place at the right time. The two people who produced the show, TV show version of Rich's podcast before me got promoted, and they both thought I would do a good job, so I got the call. From there, it was just learning the way of the show before I could really make it my own. And as the version that airs now, I have a great editor. And he and I work well together each week, making each episode more special than the previous. That's nice. There you go. Did, why didn't you give the editor a shout out? Oh, internationally. Name? Well, I could have. Paul Thurwalker is the is the editor. And Paul does a great job. Paul's amazing. He's making it his own as well. He is. And, but you know, all right. I just <laughs> I, I just like I can't. You know, I, I just feel like I should know when you guys do media. I shouldn't have to find this stuff out secondhand. When I'm blogging my other shows. <laughs> right? When you're, when you're Googling yourself. Hey, I wasn't Googling myself. I was Googling the show. Yeah, it's a totally different ball of wax. Right, Talk yeah. about burying the lead hey. whole yeah, right. Thing. No. Right. right. You Googling yourself. I want to see the show. instant reaction. It's All an right. important project that I'm a part of, and it's of new. It's not like TNT does not air these types of shows. No, it's got. I want to no, see what the not. reaction is. Well, there you go. You know, like they, you know, the perception, the, those types of shows. Rizzoli and Isles, those are the shows that normally is on Lever- TNT. This leverage. is the leverage. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, but this, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I think I have every right to, to, to Google blog You that. can go ahead uh, and keep reading more about me can, than can, I said we, if you want. <laughs> can, can we actually get into where we, we, we know drama and talk a little Great Escape? Because sure. you, uh, you were rocking a bomber jacket in Sunday night's episode. Yes. 
that was second to none. Uh, now, is that out of your personal collection? No, or? pretty is much everything I'm wearing is out of my own personal collection. But okay. that one, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to have me because it's the USS Hornet, right. which is an incredible vessel. Huge. What a ship! It's unbelievable. Huge. I tweeted out a picture of a, of a of a piece of paper I found on the wall there: the Apollo 12 recovery mission run of schedule for the day. I think it was November 24th, 69, five months of the day after I was born. When Apollo 12 came back down to Earth, wow! And that because that's was the ship that was, you went know, picked them that up, went out and picked right. up the astronauts, you know. And there's some serious history to that ship. In, cl- in fact, one of the I think the blue team was hiding behind at one point on the show, the uh, quarantine chamber that yeah. Neil Armstrong first went into <laughs> after he came back down from landing on the moon when the USS Hornet plucked him out of the ocean. But anyway, any rate, yes, they asked me, you know, they they had a bomber jacket. They wanted me to put it on. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know about this. You know how many times I've been wearing stuff all season long, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know. know about this. Also, your uh, your walk and talk is pretty impressive. Too. Well, it's for you. It's, it's years of walking and talking. Now, let me ask you this: We've seen Stu Scott do the walk and talk. Yes. But he also adds in catching a football. What's like a third element we could add in for you? Well, I, as you saw last year, I dodged garbage. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was in Atlanta, right? Okay. That was nice. I didn't flinch when dodge, when garbage was thrown at me. That made the sports blogs. Yes, it did. Isn't that amazing? I worked my ass off <laughs> doing this podcast, <laughs> The Great Escape, Sunday morning shows. Thursday night football. Thursday night football. I work my... Seriously. Right? You guys know. Oh, for sure. And that goes viral. That goes on the sports blogs. Somebody throwing garbage at what you. What the hell? <laughs> it's, it's like what the newsroom's all about, that show. I mean, that got picked up for a second season. Yeah, we just saw that. Th- did you guys watch that show? Two? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Have I you did. That, that jumped the shark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, episode two, well, not good. We were talking the dialogue back and forth uh, between the assistant producer. It, it and had the to stop. It, it had just, to stop. It just felt like it, it was had to active. stop. It had to stop. Yeah. I, I, it, and the moment, through, and I don't want to do it, you know, again, because Olivia Munn came on the show last week, right. and, it, and she was, she was, her scene was very good. Let's put it that way. Right. She was very good in it. I like how he calls her Victoria's Secret. And I love the Sam Waterston character. I think he's great. Yeah, he's... Yep. Jane Fonda's eventually I guess, coming on. I'm sure that'll be great. I, I think... I still like Jeff but, Daniels. But the scene where he, you know, where well, he goes in the in the middle of the newsroom and addresses his personal situation after it had been emailed. Yeah. I mean, come on. It yeah. never would happen. Uh, Rich, are we going to see it never you? would happen. But... That said, I don't want to because you know I don't want to trash it because it is you know on at ten o'clock Sunday nights on HBO and Sor- Sorkin went to Syracuse ten o'clock uh, Sunday nights on TNT is is Great Escape. I don't want to make this seem like I'm trashing it for that. I enjoyed the first one. The second one to me like had a had many shark jumping moments. Yeah, and I personally think too that the the USS Hornet episode of The Great Escape was better than the Alcatraz one the week before. I think that show took a step forward. And next week is the insta- mental institution that is wild. We have a fan in uh, in Cherala because she was watching it and she, she, the thing she kept saying was, I'm entertained. Like it's, it's Oh, good. It, it moves, moves fast. It moves, it moves real yeah. fast. I, I DVR'd it and I went to put it on and my roommate and his girlfriend were like, ooh, what's this? And I explained the show good. real quick. And they're, all like, friends. and they're like, I want to watch. And so I, I rewound to the beginning and we all watched together. Excellent. Thank you. The institution, mental institutions next. That was the place where I went before the NFL draft. So I went from a mental institution to um, 
Radio City Musical. Then the week after that to a missile silo. Holy smokes. Which you sent oh, us, well, you you sent sent us photos, some photos from and that. there was this little tiny it looked like a red rope going down. And I thought yes. I thought I didn't know that was a you're missile like, silo. You're I like, thought this was like a small missile. Yeah, you were like, Do you go, they have to rappel down the missile? I'm like, Nope, they gotta rappel they gotta come up. up. <laughs> but it well, gotta go up. This <laughs> week this week them rappelling off the That's, side I know, of the right. aircraft carrier Ooh, was crazy. I know. That dad was he, he rocked it too. I know. Was, and the the blue team called her the old man. My uh my wife didn't like the comment when the brother at the end oh wow that was so wrong so so wrong i didn't because i don't see the interviews you know the production team does the interviews post-mortem right i don't i have nothing to do with that so i'm seeing that stuff for the first First time time. too and i heard when the blue team guy said that about his sister right oh my god well at least your makeup will look good on national yeah or yeah you'll when we watch it you'll your your hair and your makeup will look great like whoa I know brothers and sisters might be at each other's throats right. sometimes. But. Blast. That, that's another perfect segue, because speaking of hair and makeup looking good, um, we uh, if you catch the TV version tomorrow yes. of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just cl- We like to close <laughs> loops here uh, on this program. Katie Brown, my old uh, Medill School of Journalism uh, classmate at Northwestern, and then my colleague in my first TV job in Redding, California, she was here. Uh, you guys enjoyed picking her brain about all the embarrassing things that happened to me, and it was about then six weeks ago, right? Uh, a little bit less than that, actually. It was more recent. About yeah, you're yeah, right. I, yeah, it was a little. Yeah, bit. Bottom line is, she said she would send you the tapes, and she did. She did. She did. Okay, and we're and we're going to put them on. Really, we're really going to put them Abs- on. Absolutely. Really, I should put. We're, uh, I mean, we're sitting on gold, Rich. I know. I know. My hair is just. I mean, it's it's depth-like. I mean, it's like I got like a pompadour you had going. Me a little worried because I saw how much you had, and I'm feeling good now. And now I'm thinking uh, right. let me tell you what once upon a time i too had a full flowing lock of, that's right well, lock yeah. of lettuce. and you too chris law may not only wind up like brockman here but you're definitely winding up like brockman on the pages of secondcityfanatics.com yes. stay tuned stay tuned but we are gonna you guys are video. doing freaking press what is happening here? I'm over 1,100 followers, so if you want to hit me up at Chris underscore Brockman on Twitter, Good let's too. keep that growing. Yes, yeah, so we're going to put my, my old school. It'll be Jezelnik, uh, or it was in the previous audio podcast, Rob Riggle, who we want to thank for coming on today. And then uh, we're going to go off the board exactly. and do a non-interview segment on the show where it's sort of expanding the idea. Yeah, and uh, okay. we know a lot of people are international listeners. They can't necessarily see the show or they have time warner right so we'll throw it up on your blog page some of the, those videos. right and there's also a youtube page for the great escape for the uh, f- uh international followers to see as well oh, you no. want to do an international shout out before we go i do okay. as you know rich uh, fourth of july is is coming up and uh it's a great week and i'm from a military family myself my dad served over 20 years in the coast guard so i just want to give an international shout out to all of our men and women uh serving across the world who might be tuning in on uh on any way they can thank you for what you do and keep it up and we're proud of you guys and we appreciate it I have nothing to add to that other than well done, Chris Brockman. You know when we're getting downloads in like Suriname or something like that, they're coming from our military followers because absolutely you know, they're not. The, the, the are they a black or... operative in Suriname? I mean, like, what, like <laughs> who, who, who's who's based in was, Suriname? Was, are you are you are you revealing state secrets here, Law, that we don't know? I, I mean, was, I was looking at which countries we were downloading <laughs> recently. The and famous U.S. base in Suriname. You. Just keep going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can cut your mics off at any point. I know. That's all, right. all right. All right. All right. Happy Independence Day, Chris Law, to you and your Absolutely. lovely wife. Thank you, Richard. To you, young Hollywood, and your girlfriend, and your Thank bloggers, you, and your blogging following. You got it. Peace out. Stay listening.